Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Good morning. Thank God for another Sunday. Let's pray. Father, we thank you because you are the God who does awesome things beyond our imagination. We thank you that you are with us and you have assured us of being with us forever. We commit this morning into your hands. We pray that you speak to us. Let us hear your voice again in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow will be Valentine's Day. And so, happy Valentine in advance. (laughs) And when it comes to Valentine's Day, um, people celebrate it differently. We've been talking about singles, so let me focus on how singles celebrate Valentine. So there are those who really appreciate Valentine Day, um, starting from today, pre-Valentine and tomorrow. They really enjoy the Valentine. They appreciate the gift of love, and they make the best out of it, and they enjoy life. There are those also who enjoy the Valentine in a very extreme way, sometimes in a way that breaks the heart of God because they indulge in activities and actions and decisions that have long-term effect and impact on them and even on other people. There are those also who, when it comes to Valentine's Day, they really don't care. It means nothing to them. Like when I once bought a gift for my wife on a Valentine's Day, she accepted it, looked at it, and thank you. Then some few minutes came back and said, are you behaving like that small voice? Are you part of them? Well, that means Valentine means nothing to her. But then sadly also there are those who, especially singles who on Valentine's Day, just the thought of it makes them sad. They get moody, sad, worried. Some lock themselves up in a room. Some weep. For some, it is a time to cry to God because simply they are singles. And most of the time, the reason for those tears are simply because there are misconceptions about singlehood. And so because of those misconceptions, sometimes singles put themselves under undue pressure. One of the misconceptions that people have is about even the scripture, where the Bible says it is not good for the man to be alone. And so for a long time, and in many places, even especially in the church, there has been this doctrine and this teaching that that scripture means that everybody must get married. So when you are not married, 
then there is that conception or perception or deception that then there should be something wrong. But what God said, if we read the scripture clearly, does not necessarily mean marriage. Bible says that for Adam, when God said it was, it is not good that the man should be alone. I'll make him a meat, help meet for him. Bible says that God brought many animals to Adam to name them, all the animals. And whatsoever name Adam gave them, that was what it was. Yet for Adam, there was no help meet for him. It means that there was no human being. There was nobody among all God's creation that can relate with Adam. So God was not necessarily talking about marriage, but was talking about relationship. That no human being must be an island. You need not be alone in that context. Isolation. You don't associate. You don't relate. If it is a matter of just marriage, then Jesus filled the scripture because he didn't get married. Then Paul filled because he did not get married. Then many prophets of the Old Testament and many people God raised in the Old Testament to do great things failed God or failed to obey the scripture because they did not get married. In actual fact, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 that I wish that all would be like me. But everyone has his or her own gift from God. Meaning that singlehood is a gift. Just as marriage is a gift. And therefore, there are people God has gifted to be single. Some are gifted to be single for all their lives. Some are gifted to be single for part of their lives. And some are gifted to be married. And so it is a gift. We appreciate many other gifts from God. However, we get in the problem on appreciating this gift of singlehood. And so the Bible says that singlehood is a gift. And it is important that the church recognize that there is a gift that God has given to some people in the church. And that gift is simply to be single. And so when you have this gift of being single, you must learn to appreciate. I mean, we go to the extent of putting pressure on people. Prophets, you go around and you get prophets and pastors, and all they do is, are you married? No. I'll pray for you. As if there is a problem. But sometimes you just don't, you are not ready to get married. Marriage is not a need for you now. And it could be because of the gift that God has given to you. And so this misconception about marriage has put many singles into, under pressure where they are losing focus of the giftings that God has given to them about singles. Bible says in the first, same first Corinthians chapter 7 that the singles have the focus and ability to worship God and do the things of God better even than the married. And for many of us, we could have tell when we were single, the exploits we were able to do for God, and then the difference when we got married. For others, they became more dynamic and served God better after they got married. Know the gift that God has given to you, 
and let us not undermine the gift of another. Another misconception about marriage is that marriage is for childbirth. And so if you don't get married, you wouldn't be able to make babies. You wouldn't be able to have children. And therefore, you are failing God's word of uh, multiply and replenish the earth. And Africans, we understand this better. My mother had 10. In actual fact, I'm the number eight. 10 straight. And she was fulfilling scripture, multiplying and replenish the earth. But there are many people who have given birth to children. And those children have become problems to society. Because just having a child is not necessarily what God is talking about. But raising children. Again, we have seen, and if you set the scriptures, you realize that many of the people who were even very close to God were barren for so many years. Abraham was called of God. And yet Abraham did not have a child for 25 years. Rahel, Jacob fell in love with Rahel immediately he met her. And yet God says, and when God saw that Rahel was loved and Leah was not loved, he closed the womb of Rahel. Which means that giving birth was not the priority. It is the relationship. And so many people have put themselves under pressure. It is not every person who gets married that will have children. And it's not everybody who will have children that will be successful in raising children. There are many people like Paul raised Timothy, people who have raised other children, some from association, some from adoption, some from different ways, and have impacted so many lives, more than even those who raised their own children. And therefore, that pressure, the biological clock is passing, um, the, um, you will have a, what's the name, pension baby, and therefore, if you don't have, give birth early, you will not be able to take care of your children. These things put undue pressure on us and sometimes take us from the focus and the giftings and the blessings of God. Another misconception is that marriage is to satisfy sexual needs. And so if you don't get married, then there is a, a gap, a lack in your life. Yes, Bible said, that if you are single and you get to the point where you are burning, you can't stand it, get married. However, we also know that there are many people who are even more um, pure in their life when they were singles than even when they got married. Because when you marry and you don't understand the role of sexuality in marriage and how to handle it, you will realize that you get married and now you become more porous. Your needs increase even more than before you got married. Many married people are cheating. Some of them, they were not cheating or doing that when they were singles. Simply because that thought that when I get married, it will solve my sexual needs. It's not just holy soul. There is more to it than what um, we see. And therefore, it is very important that we understand the importance of sexuality. And it doesn't restrict us. The fact that you are single doesn't restrict us from having intimate relationship with 
people. That is what God wanted from us, building relationships with others, very close, very intimate, which are not sexual. And when we develop that relationship with one another, we will be able to see the giftings and the blessings of God. There is also another deception that marriage is an achievement. If it is an achievement, then everybody, you don't need to decide on who. Just get somebody and marry. You have achieved. But we are seeing the divorce rates going up daily because marriage is not necessarily an achievement. The essence of marriage is to fill the purpose of God in our various lives. And so when God said, it is no good for the man to be alone, I will make him a help meet for him. What God was saying that it is not good. I mean, the word alone has different meanings. It means isolation. It means all in one. So you could be alone in the sense that you are the only person and there is nobody else. You are on an island. You have no relationship. And God said, it is no good for us to be in that relationship. Secondly, it is not good for the man to be alone. Bible says God made them male and female. The two were in one. And so God's purposes cannot be fully utilized. All the giftings God has put in man cannot be fully utilized if the two are fused as one as they were. Because they were male and female. Bible says in Genesis chapter 1. And God created male and female and called them Adam. So the two were one body. What God simply did was to separate the two so that they complement each other. They are able to help and build each other up. To be able to get out of being alone is learning to relate. Relationship is very important. And in the church, it is very important that we relate with one another. Let's read Romans chapter 8 from verse 24 to 28. Sorry. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, 24, 25, and 28. For we were saved with this hope. Romans chapter 8 from 24. For we were saved with this hope in mind. Now a hope that can be observed is not really hope. For who hopes for what can be seen? But if we hope for what we do not yet observe, we eagerly wait for it with patience. Verse 28. And we know that for those who love God, that is, for those who are called according to his purpose, all things are working together for good. Amen. I want to assure us believers that when you are in Christ, you must be assured of this. Bible says that if we are saved by hope, it means that when you are hoping for something, you are assured that nothing will come. And when you are assured that it will come, then you wait for it patiently. Because all things, not some things, all things work together for the good of them that love God. 
Do you love God? Then you should know that all things work together for your good. But sometimes we don't have the patience to wait for all things to work together for our good. It's like traveling, maybe in a bus, in a plane, or whatsoever, and there is a delay. There are many different ways that people react to delays. Nana Kofi is an expert in hating delay and cannot tolerate delays. But sometimes you are sitting in a bus traveling, and there is an incident on the road, and therefore there is traffic jam. You could be anxious and restless and lose the joy of the moment, and yet you can't change the circumstance. So you are sitting there stressing, sweating in an air condition, yet you can't change the circumstance. Other people find a way of keeping themselves occupied, enjoying music, reading a book, getting engaged with something else whilst you wait. It is important that whilst we wait, we learn how to enjoy the moment. And for every believer, there are times that we are anxious, we are restless because we want it now and God decides that it must work together for our good. And whilst we are waiting, we don't have that patience to enjoy the moment. Whilst you are single and if you are desirous of getting married, it is important to take advantage of the waiting moment. Whilst you are waiting to get somebody that will rightly partner you to bring out what God intends for you and to fulfill God's purposes for your life. Whilst you are waiting, it is very important that you develop the muscles and the ability to enjoy the marriage. When we go to Genesis chapter 2, there are some interesting lessons there for us to pick whilst we wait. So Genesis chapter 2, from verse 18. Genesis 2, from verse 18. And the Bible says that, Later, the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I'll make the woman to be an authority corresponding to him. After the Lord God, after the Lord God formed from the ground every wild animal and every bird that flies, he brought each of them to the man to see what he will call it. Whatever the man called each living creature became its name. The man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds that fly, and to each of Earth's animals, but there was not found a strength corresponding to him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to overshadow the man. When the man was asleep, he removed one of the man's ribs and closed up the flesh where it had been. Then the Lord God formed the rib that he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. So the man exclaimed, at last, this is bone from my bones and flesh from my flesh. This one will be called woman because she was taken from man. 24, therefore, a man will leave his father and his mother 
and cling to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Even though both the man and the wife were naked, they were not ashamed about it. Amen. Whilst we're waiting to get the person that will be right for us for marriage, it is important that we develop ourselves such that we can enjoy the marriage life. The first thing the Bible talked about here is learning to be alone. It was because the man was alone. That is why God decided to get the man a partner. Learning to be alone is learning to be independent. There are many of us who never learn to be independent. Our whole life has been dependent on others. And so there are people who, when their spouse decides, I'm leaving, says, if you leave, that is the end of my life. God did not create you for your life to be dependent on another such that when that person decides to live your life, you have no life. In actual fact, there are many people who realize their potential and their abilities and how good life could be only when the Lord left their lives, like Abraham. Many people will explore the goodness in life that God has given to them. They will see how far God has given to them when somebody that looks so precious and has been attached to you for a long time leaves. And so we must learn that sense of independence. You must be able to take care of yourself without waiting for somebody to take care of you. If you need somebody to take care of you, then that person has the right to control your life. But if you can take care of yourself, then when you meet somebody, you find the correspondence that you complement each other. And that is why you ought to be together. It is not because you are going to be a leech dependent on the person. You must learn how to be happy whilst alone. It is very important. There are many people whose whole life is linked to somebody. Without that person, they have no happiness. But first, you must be alone. Learn to be alone. Being alone doesn't mean to be lonely. But being alone means knowing how to do things by yourself. The second thing we can learn from this scripture is learning to be dependent. The Bible says that God brought all the animals to Adam. And God trusted Adam enough. So any name Adam chose, God says that is what it is. There are many people going into marriage and they cannot be trusted. The Bible says in Proverbs, trust in an unfaithful person in the time of trouble. It's like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. There are many relationships today when the wife sees the man smiling to another woman, there is trouble. Because the man cannot be trusted. There are many relationships when the man hears, my wife is here. He has to move, run away from work and go and chase the wife. Because cannot trust that person. Because before the marriage, the person was not independent and therefore could not be trusted. There are many people, I was telling a young person last week, 
that you were making excuses of going to church. So you asked at home, I am going to church. And you ended up somewhere with somebody. And the person knew that because of me, you lied about church. You were not ashamed to use God's name, to use God as an excuse for your sins. Then you end up getting committed to this person. The person, the day you say, I'm going to church, remembers what you were doing before you got married. And so when there are battles and fights in the home because of lack of trust, we don't know where it is coming from because of the foundation of lack of trust that we build. Whilst you are single, be dependent, be trusted. Learn to be dependent. God trusted Adam. Whilst you were waiting, develop your spiritual capacity. Are you able to sense what God is revealing? There are many Christians whose whole Christianity is dependent on others. Pastor, will you pray for me? Yes, it is right we pray for one another. But your whole prayer is dependent on others praying for you. Bible says that when Adam named the animals, Adam knew that he was not an animal. And so his association, his capacity is not animal level. He's a higher being. There are many Christians who don't know where they belong to. So they come down to lower levels. That's why today we are having too many problems in the world of this and this and that and that because people have lost their sense of humanity. What God meant when they say human. The Bible says in um, Psalm 8, what is man that you are thoughtful of? You made him a little lower than angels. Another version says you made him lower, just a little lower than God. That is who we are. Animals are not our capacity. And therefore you should be able to have that sense of telling the difference. Many Christians cannot tell the difference. Bible says that when God brought Adam and Eve to Adam, Adam was asleep when Eve was created. Yet the moment he woke up, he said, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He shall be called woman because he's taken out of man. Because he has the sense of God. He sees things the way God sees them. Whilst you were waiting, that is a good time to develop yourself. Build that relationship with God such that you see things the way God sees them. The Bible says in verse 23, 24, that therefore shall a man leave his mother, his father and mother, mother and father, and shall cling to his wife, and the two shall be one. Therefore shall a man leave. There are many people who don't know how to live. Many men are married, and yet they are being controlled by their parents. They cannot make choices and decisions on their own. In actual fact, from the scripture, when you have to choose between your wife and your mother, it is clear. Cling to your wife. Amen. Honor your parents, but cling to your spouse. Live and cling. 
Live because you have matured enough to take a decision and the sense to know what is right and learn to cleave. It is sad that many mothers are complaining or many wives are complaining that their husbands are not living. And today he says, my father, and his father says this, and his mother, and his mother, and his mother this. And the same wives don't want their sons to leave. The moment their son says, no, I can't have time for this, it is your wife. She is controlling you. Whilst you want your husband to leave, let your son also leave. Whilst you want your husband to cling, learn to let your son also cling. There are many sisters who are interfering in their brother's marriage. Leave them to cling so that you can also cling somewhere. It is important that we learn to leave and to cling. When people are ready to leave, we should let them leave to cling so that we can also leave. We can be alone and learn to cling. So I will plead with all mothers and sisters here. Please, let your sons leave and cling to your husband. Sisters, let your brothers leave and cling to their wives. Don't put their, your sons and your husbands in the situation of to choose between mother and um, wife. Don't create that situation. It is not necessary. Learn to leave and cling. And therefore, whilst you are single, I remember before I got married, I was living with my mom. We'll be watching a movie, especially these Nigerian movies, and we see a son being manipulated by the mother. The mother comes to the house and trying to dictate. And then I say, this can never happen in my house. I intentionally, consistently was repeating it to her. This cannot happen in my house. Then she would try to explain. I said, no. The moment a man is married, he must be left to take his decisions. Mother, cling to your husband and let your son also learn to cling. I set the rules far. And it is interesting. I am about the sixth or seventh of seven sons. But among us, I am one person who the interference, I, I mean, she even prefers going to Gifty than coming to me because I won't allow you to interfere. One of my sisters tried to interfere in my marriage and I said, you have crossed the line. This is your end. From today, my marriage is out of bounds for you for good or for bad. Don't speak good and don't speak bad about my marriage. Beyond that, we are siblings and we are wonderful. Learn to cling. The Bible says that they were naked, verse 25. They were naked, but not ashamed. There are many people who, before they got married, were hiding too much secrecy. You can't be transparent about who you are. You pretend to be what you are not. If you cannot be transparent whilst you are single, and you take that into the marriage, you will create problems in the marriage. Because what you hid, when it comes to light, it will create problems. If a person loves you, the person must be able to see 
your nakedness, not the physical nakedness whilst you are not married. When you get married, must see your nakedness. I remember during my marriage counseling, the counselor asked me, suppose you get married and you realize that there is some terrible scar on your wife's tie. Will you still love her the way you love her? And I have to rethink, is my love just the physical or it goes beyond the physical? It is very important that we learn the importance of covering each other's nakedness. But first, we must learn to be transparent. If the person loves you and you want to live with the person, you must learn to be transparent to each other. If you fail to be naked, that is to be transparent with one another, when you get married, that lack of transparency can create problems for you. Bible says that love covers multitudes of sins. If you see the, um, the weakness of your spouse and you lack the ability to cover the person, you are not qualified to marry that person. It is important that we learn. I mean, I've seen people who are friends and hearing information or secrets about their spouses and they go about telling Oh, why this? Uh, you see, and then destroy the person. When you have seen the nakedness of the person and you think that you cannot live with the person, you cannot stay together, don't go about destroying the person. The Bible says they were naked and not ashamed. Whilst we are waiting, it is important that we learn how to be transparent and also cover the nakedness of others. Let me quickly mention about three other things without detailed explanation. In Genesis chapter 3, we see other weaknesses that was exposed. Eve became, fell to sin because Eve did not know the word of God for herself. So when Satan asked, questioned the word of God, her knowledge of the word of God, she fumbled. And that lack of knowing the word for herself made her vulnerable. What way to learn to know the word of God for yourself? The uncertainty of God's word could lead you to be vulnerable. Develop your self-esteem. There are many people who are abusing others in relationships or tolerating abuse because they lack self-esteem. Anybody who abuses, especially a man who hits a woman, has a problem with his self-esteem. And a woman who tolerates that has a self-esteem problem. And that was the problem of Eve. She lacked self-esteem. Satan told her, you will be like God. She was already like God. But because she did not know who she was, she yielded to that vulnerability of sin just to be what she was already. Many of us are giving into so many odd and funny things simply because we have failed to know what God has made us. Know what God says about you. And that is final. What God says is final. That is God. It may not look so physically, but that is what God says. And as you continue to meditate on it, you see the reality. And let me say also that overcome your last. Eve did not deal with her lasts and learned to communicate. Adam did not develop the skills of communicating with the wife. And so somebody else took that advantage and spoke to the wife. And we must not trust humans more than God. 
Finally, let's avoid hypocrisy. In Genesis 3, 7, Bible says that when they saw that they were naked, they went to pick figs and cover them, their nakedness. Instead of being transparent to God, when God says, where are you? They ran away and hid. Instead of being open to God, whilst you were waiting, learn to be open to God. Confess your sins. Confess your failures. Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us all our unrighteousness. And finally, learn to be responsible. Take responsibility for your actions. Adam and Eve started shifting blames. It is this one's fault. It is this one's fault. There are many married people who are always blaming others for what is wrong. Learn to take responsibility. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.